Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to be so close because it I upped the actual thing. Okay. A B C D E F motherfucking G. Okay. I like that. This is actually this is gonna stay in the podcast. <laughs> I don't think you should. I think I should. Okay. I think I should. I think you should just erase that. No, I think I should keep that in the podcast. Okay, let's do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys. Hi, hello. We are back for another episode of the Fuck You Mentality, except we're going to start a new segment. We're going to call it Madness with Mises. Because y'all y'all seem to love uh, Marilla and I's um, last podcast. I'm pretty sure that is the highest, like the, the podcast that has, has, had, has had the most views and like downloads and shit. Craziness. The last time I checked, it was at like 300. This was like a month ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> People find you interesting, dude. Okay. Um, so I want to start a segment called Madness with Mises because Merle and I love to have these little fucking tangents um, every now and then. We had a whole bunch of tangents this morning already before this podcast. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they're like, they're very insightful. Like people, people would benefit from listening to our tangents, <laughs> which is why we're going to create Madness with Mises. Oh my Lord. And she'll be here once a month. I'm manifesting it. And I've already put on her schedule so she can't say no. <laughs> she better build we'll, a bridge and we'll get the hell over We're going to see if we can make that happen. <laughs> we're going to. It's okay. Okay. So today's, today's episode is going to be about just get started. So Marilla and I had this really dope conversation last, I think it was like two weeks ago. We, we love to do these, like, brain-building, business-building meetings, and we'll sit for, like, hours and just talk about, like, ideas and life and what the fuck ever. But she started going on a tangent that was, like, just getting started. And I wrote down the idea because I feel like this is something that a lot of people need to hear. And something that she's told me and kind of helped me with getting over the fear of, like, just starting on social media. Because social media is, like, this whole, it's, it's this whole thing. But it's, it's this whole thing that no one likes to talk about. Like, everyone does social media, but they don't actually do social media, you know? Right. And Marella has, like, enlightened the hell out of me with... I, I, I can't even get started. Like, just, like, understanding analytics, understanding, like, one wrong little typo, understanding, like, when to post it, how to understand your analytics, what posting at certain times does, hashtags. Like, just so much shit that is absolutely terrifying but the the thing that she always is like she always does is you know just do it like just get started and then you can kind of go from there absolutely (laughs) she's like yeah okay we're done we're done here like this is what we're talking about earlier we were having earlier we were having our little powwow we're like getting our brain excited and we talked about um you can't really create a strategy for something you don't know anything about because people are often often like tripped up and they're like oh like, I want to start this thing, but I really want to have a strategy. I want to have a business plan because everyone talks about having a business plan. But how on this God's green earth are you going to create a business plan for something you literally know nothing about? And I remember when she congratulated me when I posted my first YouTube. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, what the hell? This YouTube video was terrible. Like, why are you fucking congratulating me? And she's like, well, you started. That's the first step. Like, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's this whole demon and people are so enticed by social media but the way that you grow on social media is by starting yeah you just have to just do it and i think that fear is the number one reason why people don't do start anything Mm -hmm. it's literally fear 
millions of people every single day have amazing ideas when it comes to like maybe starting a new business or starting a new social media page or how they want to market their business. I mean, you name it, any type of idea that you may have had. It could be like a new type of shoe or a tool or mm -hmm. literally any type of idea it is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. Or maybe you have an idea of a new hairstyle, right? Yeah. It could, yeah. literally could be as simple as that. And people are just always afraid to do it because they're af afraid of the judgment that they're going to get from other people. And failure. And failure, mm -hmm. 100%. So um, when it comes to social media, I think the biggest fear is how people are going to view you. Mm -hmm. And it's specifically like your direct peers or your family members, your friends, the people that you work with. So, um, and I think when you get to the point where you view social media as, you know, it's, you're just a person sharing your life experience or information that you may have. And you get that like one positive comment, like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This actually really helped me. That's when you kind of start getting that motivation mm -hmm. to continue. Mm -hmm. But the, it's the biggest hurdle you have to over overcome is actually just posting or actually just doing it. Yeah. So many people get started with, you know, buying the website name, getting the hosting and then buying the theme that they want to create their website with, but then they actually don't publish the website mm -hmm. or publish the blog or post the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Right. The real, the TikTok. The yeah. Anything, anything. Uh -huh. It's, it's literally fear. And it's, you, it's backwards. Everyone does it backwards. Yeah. And everyone is, you know, you are going to get in your own way at the end of the day. Yeah. You have some, I had some, some notes. notes that I took down and there was something that I was like, Oh, I really wanted to share it on your podcast. Cause you, when you're talking about just get started and it was this quote that, um, Oh, okay. I remember. So I had just taken this class um, cause I've been on this, like, hold on, I'm going to back this up. I've been on this, uh, journey of this last few weeks. I've kind of been absent on social media. Um, just kind of like regrouping. I needed some new inspiration in my life. That's where I've been. I kind of shared that with you earlier, but, yeah. uh, so when I get in these little funks, I like to do a lot of reading, listening to podcasts, take some courses just to kind of get some inspiration. Growth. Yeah, growth. This is a part of being an entrepreneur, by the way. Yeah, because everybody gets kind of stuck. You know, I've had a lot of writer's block. Um, mm. I just, I feel like, yeah, Fucking I'm in this sting. little bit of a funk. So one of the quotes that I, I wrote down, and this is from Nelson Mandela, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I believe it's from him. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but he says, I never lose. I only win or learn. Oh, so when like you that. start viewing your failures yeah. as either winning or learning, then that's when the mindset changes. You have to start changing your mindset on how you view things because that's when you said failure. Like I don't ever view anything that I do as a failure. I always view it as an experience and a, an, a, a learning experience. Yeah. Just write that down. Yep. 
so that that's that's what I was trying to find. There's another one on here that I wanted to find too for you, but um, basically you just need to get the fuck over your fear is mm-hmm. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of um, a lot of people sitting their own way is ego driven. It's all about their ego. They don't want their ego to get hurt. They don't want their pride to get hurt. They think that they are going to fail. Like they automatically set this like tone, but it's all from their ego. It's not actually. It doesn't come from. I don't want to say like a positive place, but when people stand in their own way, it is it is the the art of the ego getting in it its its own way and not allowing it to feel the failure because failure is often viewed as failure. Right. When mistakes, the only way that you can actually grow is you have to make the mistake and you have to learn the process of what it takes to get to X Y Z. No one was just born at the top of the fucking food chain. You had to work your way up to it. Right. I think um, this kind of ties into, though, the imposter syndrome we were talking about also. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, so it's almost like, to me, when I talk about it, I'm like, oh, I roll. Like, I don't want to hear it. The, the phrase imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but it's a real thing. And um, I think when you are first getting started, you almost, like, ask yourself, like, who am I to be this expert or who am I to mm-hmm. share this information? But when you start viewing social media as a, like this vessel to just be a person mm-hmm. and share your experiences and, and talk to social media as if you're talking to your girlfriend mm-hmm. or your BFF or your mom or whoever, that's when it starts to change because that's when you're starting to show like the real you. Yeah. And it, it Social media, okay, so everyone's like, oh, like, social media is so toxic, social media, X, Y, Z. Social media is exactly what you want it to be. If you want social media to be toxic and if you want to go down the funnels of, you know, the bad practices of social media, be my fucking guest. But the thing is, my social media is not toxic. I've created a fantastic community of people that are looking to grow, that are looking to grow themselves and are looking to create community over competition. My social media is not toxic. Yeah, of course you're going to get negative comments and that's a toxic that is a toxic part of social media, but is that like that that's going to resonate with me? Is that a lose or is that a learn? You're now so when people comment, mm-hmm. you're learning about other types of people. Yeah. And you're learning, I don't like those people. I don't want to attract that. And granted, you're going to attract it regardless, but the, like but my point is okay, mm-hmm. those types of people, maybe this type of content like whatever the case may be, I'm going to learn from this situation because maybe it attracted the wrong crowd. So I'm going to draw back a little bit and kind of reevaluate or even these types of people. I might meet them in my life. Yeah. I don't want that in my life. So what am I going to do to not attract that? You yeah. know, it, it's, I like that. It's never a failure. It's just a learning lesson. Yeah. I, you know, you know how my feet is. I, I'm always on the wrong side of TikTok. Always. <laughs> but, but what I love about that is you, you, you take that and you're like, you know what? You're not going to fucking beat me down. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I don't, it's not that I like those comments. I don't mind them because honestly, it's a way for me to repurpose that negative feedback. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just recently did one in my car the other day. It literally looked like shit in, in that TikTok video. Uh, yeah, I saw that. But. Not that you look like shit, but like I saw the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I did look like shit because I literally rolled out of bed super late. I slept in that day and I was getting my coffee. And um, while I was waiting for my coffee, I found this comment about like, wow, this person's charging this much, you know, and they are and giving this advice and they have a vocational 
uh, oh, yeah. degree. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, wow, that really is sad that people mm-hmm. view, you know, the, your level of education and equate that to your level of intelligence and your mm-hmm. level of intelligence when it comes to business and your level of intelligence just to life. Yeah. And so I just took it as an opportunity to speak to hairstylists who get criticized for that on the daily in person. We mm-hmm. see that in our real life, it's people sitting in our chair while we're working on them yep. all the time. And even, and I think that feeds into that imposter syndrome because you have this person sitting in your chair telling you that your worth is less because you don't have the same level of education as they do. Mm-hmm. And you just basically play around and do hair all day. Mm-hmm. So who are you to, who are you to, to think that you can charge that much? Exactly. Yeah. You're not actually so, worth anything. And and that's why I, I use those comments as a way to make more content. Because I'm not trying to I'm not trying to, you know, bring light to that person that left me that negative comment. It's right. literally to draw in the small community of people that resonate with that shit every single day mm-hmm. and in a way to like empower them because my message at the very end was like hey there are there are hairstylists who have degrees mm-hmm. they have their bachelor's degrees some have master's degrees Shit, some have doctorates are you some, kidding me exactly some have doctorates and then they just really love doing hair and they make a great living at it yep so there's nothing to say that you know your your education level and i wanted what i was trying to do with that post was to try to bring other hairstylists to the feed to share you know, what their education level was. Mm -hmm. And there was a ton of people who commented, you know, yeah, I have my bachelor's degree in accounting or I have my, Mm -hmm. I used to be a nurse and now I'm a hairstylist. Um, so lots of people came forward and said, yeah, you know what? Actually I do have a degree and Mm -hmm. I'm a hairstylist. And the, the, like to draw that into like what we're talking about. (laughs) No, I I mean, I'm glad you're talking about it, but like with that, Mm -hmm. I, I know how intimidating that could be to A, approach a negative comment, and B, to post your response to a negative comment. Right. But the only way that you will learn about this new side of the industry or, like, this new side of social media is by just doing it. Yes. Like, you responded to the comment, you posted it, and, I mean, you do know, but, like, let's just say for someone who's listening and they got their first negative comment and you're just really riled up and you're like, you know what, fuck them. Like, this isn't true. The right. only way that you will learn to a build your, your clientele or build your social media following or even attract new people is by responding to the comment and just doing it like just yeah. doing it and seeing what it does yeah and you don't have to respond to every comment no. but it's you know you can pick and choose and and use that as a way to educate other people or to empower other people mm-hmm. that's how i like to view it i like that because real, yeah, realistically, if you're not using your social media to empower others or to empower yourself, mm-hmm. you're using social media for the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Cause That's I, where the toxicity comes to play. Exactly. Because when I, I do get lots of negative comments, I think I'm the queen of probably responding to a lot of ne- negative comments. Yeah. But I, I usually use them for the purpose of, I know that there's going to be a hairstylist mm-hmm. that's going to read my response mm-hmm. and how I deal with that negativity. Mm-hmm. And so I use it as an educational moment for mm-hmm. that person when they tell me, no, you're charging too much. Cause that's been the, the, a lot of my negativity lately is how dare you charge $110 for a haircut? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> so I use that as an opportunity to educate hairstylists, not, not necessarily that particular person who, who's the commenter, but for hairstylists to see, Hey, 
I charge $110 because that's my target market. Mm -hmm. And your target market is the market of people that you're trying to target that can afford those prices. And when I respond to that, usually that person's going to try to go back and forth and banter with me. But the point is, is that I know that there's a hairstylist that's going to read that Mm -hmm. and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about it that way. What is target market? Let me look that up. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm hoping for when I do respond to these negative comments. Right. And then sometimes, you know, I just drink a little too much wine and I do. A little little squirrely. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because to me, they're fun. But um, They're harmless. (laughs) (laughs) But the only way that you could do that is by just doing it. By just doing it. You just got, you just got to post it. Cause I could have easily said, saw that comment and left it aside and maybe responded to it later, put on my makeup and, and made myself look nice. But I chose that moment of me sitting in the car because it was fresh on my brain. And I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Cause this is how I look like when I roll out of bed, mm-hmm. getting my fucking Starbucks. Yeah. And, and, and this is when you're s- thinking about it. And this is when I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not, see, the thing is, is I'm not like, is the, in this case, I'm not going to hold that thought. Until I take a shower, brush my teeth, get my makeup done, and then spit it out. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I don't have the mental capacity, let alone do I want to, to be able to hold that thought for that long. Yeah. I'm just going to get it out now because it doesn't deserve this big, long thing. You know, it doesn't need to be this perfect response or, like, you don't really need to sit down and write down a fucking script on fucking how exactly. you're going to respond to it. Like, just get it out. Just get it out. They didn't care when they commented and it. This, this goes back to you just getting over that fear of judgment mm-hmm. and talking to your audience as if they're your best friend. Yeah. Would you get ready for your best friend? Would no. you get ready to talk to your, you know maybe your sister BFF. No, you, they, they're going to, they're going to FaceTime you or call you or meet with you with stinky ass breath. Yep. And they're just going to shit. And you're going to be like, Hey girl, guess, guess what I just just saw on my thing. Right. You're going to talk to them like that. Yeah. And that's how you have to treat social media. There's, there's no different about it. Yeah. And if people could see us right now, they'd be like, Oh shit, they're not lying. Yeah. Marilla walked up in here with a damn stain on her shirt. And I was like, yo, girl, you got to clean that up. <laughs> Is it still there? No, it's good now. <laughs> I got a fucking leggings on, a brawl on, and a freaking, like, cover-up. Like, yeah. we just, it, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. No. Um, so, it's So, fun. if you have an idea, just get started. Yeah. Just, just do it. Because then you can learn from it. Because how else do you learn? From, from your mistakes. Right. It's like, it, it kind of cracks me up that people are so obsessed with this idea of perfectionism and they're so obsessed with this like aesthetic and like the, the one thing that I fucking hate is the aesthetic of pleasing Instagram. I just, I hate it. I think it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so obsessed with it and they're so just enamored by the idea that they, the imposter syndrome happens and they, they always end up, they always end up stopping. Right, so they, they always end up stopping social media because it becomes too much. Yeah. Because they they hold themselves to this level of of standard that they can't withhold. They, they they can't keep up because they just won't do it. Yeah, they just won't be vulnerable. They just won't talk to people. They just won't treat people as if they're their best friend or whatever. They just won't because they're obsessed with this idea of perfectionism that just isn't real. Yeah. So when you, um, just to kind of like give everybody a perspective too that's listening today. Um, I was actually just kind of like chuckling a little bit at Lisa's podcast set up here and I want to talk about it because 
this this kind of throws me back to when I first started my podcast. Um, and when I record on my Airbnb podcast and I record for, we record for Rebel Femme podcast, mm-hmm. we have like this legit setup with the roadcaster and, and the soundboard, and headphones, and mics. And we have $1,000 mics for each person. Woo! Like literally we have this really great equipment, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember Lisa, the first time she got, we did our first podcast, she was like, almost like, oh, well, like. I don't have all like this fancy stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Like you just, this is, this is awesome. And I was like, I was like, just so you know, I was like, we started Rebel Femme podcast with this little puffy puff thing on voice recorder or voice memo on yeah. our phone. Mm-hmm. That's how we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching you today, just put this little mic into your computer. Like it is literally like, it just throws me back to the memory of like, I you know, know when you, I started. I remember when I got started, mm-hmm. and you can start out with the most simplest equipment with the shit that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Literally, I told you voice memo with a little mic, you know, or no mic at all. Just do voice memo, period, yeah. on your on your iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. Or hell, like record on your computer, whatever you have, and just get started. Mm-hmm. And so seeing you set this up, it literally reminded me of when Yadira and I started a Rebel Femme podcast, and... We, let me just tell you, (laughs) I edited the shit out of probably the first 10 episodes because we said way too many ums. We had a lot of dead space. We didn't know how to record a podcast or what the hell to talk about. So it was very like, we were, we were nervous. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck, I want this to sound stupid. Yeah. So we did. I cut out a lot of dead space, but as we continue to record and this we continue to practice and we got a lot of great feedback from the podcast from our customers that come into our salon every single day and I realized okay like we're actually doing well at this let's go ahead and now invest in a little bit better equipment so we slowly started collecting all that stuff so it's just like again you you I think a lot of people see how people do podcasts or videos or hair and and all these things and they're like wow they have all the shit. I need that too. And mm-hmm. and the reality is you you really don't. Mm-hmm. You don't need any of that shit to get started. No. You can use what you have. Just do it. And slowly start investing in the nicer equipment as you become the expert in that field. Mm-hmm. As you become better at taking photos, invest in a camera when you're able to. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. When you are doing podcasts, invest in the better mic when you're able to, or mm. invest in the soundboard. Or if you never want to ever again, that's okay too. Yeah. It's just fucking doing the shit. And it's to say, like, there's something to be said about that too. It doesn't necessarily, like, you buy the expensive camera will not make you a good photographer. Oh, 100%. You buy the bomb-ass mic will not make your podcast be successful. No. What makes it successful is the people behind it. Yes. And the people that are talking about it, the people that are, you know, involved with the project or whatever the case may be. Um, because ex- exactly like you, you're not a good educator because you have the thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Right. Your content is fantastic, but that's not why. Yeah. So I just bought, um, probably the most expensive camera that I've ever, it is the most expensive is, camera yeah, that I have yeah. ever spent my money on. Noise! And I bought another lens to go with oh it. So, God. uh, in total, I think it was 
an $11,000 investment for this camera. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a lot of money for me. I know a lot of photographers, if there's any out there listening to this, you know cameras and lenses can be way over that amount. Yeah. Um, But that's still a lot of money. But still a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. And I I had this Canon 70D and I've had it for a really long time Mm -hmm. and it was time to upgrade. But I remember buying that 70D and when I bought that 70D, that seemed like a very expensive camera to me at the time. Mm -hmm. My 80D is like my baby. Right? Yeah. And, you know, now I have this brand new camera. I have no fucking clue how to use it. I have to learn how to use it. And just like you said, just because you buy the expensive camera does not make you a, a better photographer. But this last three weeks since I've been, you know, kind of like on my little hiatus, I've been practicing with it. I've been learning how to use it um, because it is, it's a whole different program inside of this computer. And you have to remember that nobody gets better without practice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. There's like this viral TikTok sound going around. We're like, wow, you're so great at, you know, this. How did you get good at it? And mm-hmm. they're like, practice. Okay. Have, you, have you heard it? No. And no. They're like, yeah, but you, you know, like, oh, you have like all this overnight success. How, how did you do it? Practice. practice yeah. It's always practice. Yeah. And it's, you can't become good at something unless you get started and just practice. Right. <laughs> and the way you practice is by fucking posting. <laughs> See what works. Yeah. If it, if it's, if it's, didn't, the post didn't work out, then you're like, hey, you know what? What worked out of this post? What didn't? And how can I make it better? This is going to be a terrible example, but I, this is the first fucking thing that I thought of when you said this. Your first time having sex is not good. Okay? It's not. No. It sucks. It hurts. Yeah. It's un- it's really uncomfortable. Um and it's terrifying, you know? It is cuz you're like what what, what, do, you, what do you do? Day? What goes where? Like how does this how is this supposed to feel? Why am I bleeding, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry everyone who's listening, but that was the first thing I fucking thought of when you said that. But, you know, like, as you progress and, like, you continue on, like, you start learning about yourself, start learning about your body and, like, all that stuff. But the only way that you would learn that is if you actually had sex for the first time. Yeah. You have to get over that first hump. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, my God! <laughs> Bitch! That was the best thing ever I've said all day. Get over the first hump, literally. Um, so I used to listen to this podcast, um... <laughs> called uh no i still do it's the minimalist the minimalist podcast they are absolutely incredible human beings and they started my like my journey of geez like figuring out like what i wanted in life and like just whatever i've been listening to them for a couple of years now i say like two years maybe three years i don't know but i have this like whole list of like all these things that i that i've mm-hmm. written down from other podcasts but there's three things that um i kind of want to relate back to what she was saying so there's three quotes that I, I wrote down from listening to this podcast. One of them is stop searching answers and start taking action. So instead of looking for, am I going to be successful? Is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, is posting this going to be my viral thing that's going to get me all the success? No, you have no fucking clue. Yeah. Just take action. A lot of people, and, I, and I'm, I've done this myself. I think we all do we it. We all do it, yeah. Um, you spend so much time collecting information and trying to create this perfect anything (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the perfect when we're talking about social media the perfect content and you literally could 
you know, do all of this research and finding the perfect sounds and the perfect music and the perfect equipment and the perfect everything, that by the time you get to actually creating it, that whole idea and trend has passed. Yeah. And, you know, if you use TikTok or even Instagram Reels, I guarantee you a lot of you listening right now probably have a shitload of sounds saved that you're never going to use because you are too afraid to actually push the record button and just do it. Mm -hmm. But you love them. You love listening to them. Yeah. You love watching the videos that are affiliated with the sounds, but you don't actually use it. Yes. Why? Like, why? Why? What the fuck is the point of that? Right. Um, and that brings you to the next quote that you say, or like with you saying that, um, why do we always seem to be focused on the outcome of an, of an activity, activity rather than simply the action of an activity? So why do we fixate on what's going to happen after the fact versus actually doing the activity? Like the experience versus the... The outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're so fixated on... Is this going to make me better? Is this going to make me successful? Is this going to, you know, make me build? Because there's going to be moments in life where what you're doing isn't necessarily character building or even building you at all. Maybe it's just something that you want to use to fill your cup. Like maybe this is just something that you need to do for you, you know, and just speaking to you right now, like how you're on this hiatus, is it building your business right now? Not fist, like you can't see that, but what you don't understand is if you're working on yourself, Mm -hmm. that ultimately helps your business. Yeah. So why are we so fixated on the outcome, oh fuck, if I take a break right now, my business is going to end. No, right. that's not fucking true. Yeah. You have to be, you have to fixate on other things as well in order for that outcome to be great. You don't, why aren't you enjoying the experience? Why are you so fixated on what's going to happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times, um, you know, this kind of ties into the, the last podcast that I did with you. Um, but I, I love working all the time Mm -hmm. and what working to me all the time looks like isn't necessarily always being you know like in social media 100% of the time sometimes working looks like I was telling you listening to podcasts reading taking a workshop investing back into yourself so that way your business can thrive Mm -hmm. because there is always a tipping point to everything Mm -hmm. And when you reach that tipping point, you need to go into this reinvention mm-hmm. phase. And that reinvention looks like taking a course or listening to a podcast or, or um, you know, I don't know, just something that's going to feed your brain with more information that mm-hmm. you can get ideas from. Mm-hmm. How's your lolly? Really good. It's root beer. Ooh, the butterscotch ones are bussin'. Bussin', bussin'. But no, um... <laughs> Yes, you. there comes a point in your career where you just have to take a step back because what you're doing, it works, but how are you going to make it better, right, you know? Because there is a tipping point. There is a point, and there's nothing to be mad at yourself about. Like, you have to embrace that you were in a season of slowness, and it's to, like, I just posted about mm-hmm. this, how I'm getting out of survival mode. My body, it's not motivated at all mm-hmm. because I actually feel safe for once. So all these years of just like, go, 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 I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. So I don't know what to do with myself. My body's in this like rebuild mode where, where I, yeah, I feel really lethargic and I feel unmotivated and it's really hard for me to be motivated right now because I'm in this, just this state of like slowness, but you often like 
in the past, you often look at slowness as a bad thing. Right. And, what and we, it's, it's not. It, it's, it's not. We're doing exactly you're like, the same you're thing. You're basically like regrouping your energy yeah <laughs> that's how i view it and your body forces you to do that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily even like a mental thing that you think about yeah your body will tell you when you need to do that and Very you have to so. you have to sit in that if you don't right your business won't thrive no i won't i just have to start you just have to start when it's slow mm-hmm. you just have to start with the slowness yeah i think too um you know when people see the people like that are on social media all the time believe me when i say like people do take breaks it's just that they have the systems in place that allow for their social posts to continue to thrive while they're taking a break. Yeah. Um, and right now, one of the hurdles that I'm dealing with is finding a nanny to help me because I, I cannot find the right help at this point in yeah. my career. So when I don't have a nanny, it's really hard to, to focus on my business. Um, it does It does like put a little bit of a... Of a roadblock mm-hmm. because I have to care for my kids. And so I will say this though. It's not even in, and cause I want to debunk like what you're saying because you are such a dedicated mother that you w- don't want your children to suffer just because you want to work. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something to be said about that is that work will always be on the back burner. Kids will go first. So I think, yeah. I think there's something to be said about that that you put so much energy and effort into your children mm-hmm. that you want to find proper care, but you know, until you find it, the work's going to be on the back burner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's not to downplay funny and nanny, but it's to understand like anyone who's listening that she understands like there is, there's is proper precautions in her career right now mm-hmm. that she can't delegate. Like she's not, she's not like, okay, I just have to do it. Yeah. Like, no, like I'm I'm gonna work and be a mom and do all the, and be a wife and like be all these things. No, like no, you're, I'm you're, only one person. I can do one thing at a time. Correct. <laughs> but in order for you to to think like that, you mm-hmm. just have to start. Correct. You have to start to delegate. You have to start to separate. Correct. Different things and right. it's scary. Yep. But even like in this position of trying to find an assistant, mm-hmm. it's a scary step to take. Absolutely, because it's me relinquishing power over things. Yeah, things that you've but worked th- your entire life to create. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at in my business is um, relinquishing responsibility and power. And um, and I've done that with the salon. Very well. I think so. Yeah. It's <laughs> been hard, but, like, you do it well, and you're receptive. Yeah, it's because it's you have to allow people to be themselves mm-hmm. because when you... I, I don't know. I just, I've met a lot of business owners and I've worked in the corporate field as well. So when you have levels of management where, or owners that don't allow you to be yourself and have a little piece of ownership in the business, then that's when they become very resentful of working for you. And they feel disposable. Yes. Yeah. And then that's not going to, that's not going to motivate them. No, not at all. One last thing. Um, just to leave this on a good note and to leave this on a note that's going to get everyone to think. Okay. Um, why won't you tell people to live their truth? Why wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Not, not you. you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, why would you, why aren't you supporting people? What's wrong with you? I, as you just say, yeah, everyone in my business has part ownership, you know, you know. So 
Yeah, like my the challenging question. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. you know, because we have this we have this thing. Or I shouldn't say even us, because we look at this. Uh, we look at anything as here's what I've done. Take what you want from it, and and you know, grow mm-hmm. with it into whatever. You know, take some dirt from my pile, add it to your pile, and then grow a different type of flower. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't expect you to grow my kind of flower. So, what gives you the right to tell people not to live their truth? If they don't find peace in doing exactly what you're doing, what gives you the right to tell them to do otherwise? You know? Yeah. What give What gives you the right to tell people? This is how you become successful. Follow it to a T. No, because everyone's success is a is different. different road. How people, you take a mastermind course. What you take from that mastermind course is entirely up to you. So what gives you the right to tell someone you did it wrong? Or you have to buy the website. You have to buy the domain. You have to buy all this shit before you even get started. Who the, who the, what? Yeah, no. You don't have the right to tell someone that. You don't have the right to tell somebody how to live their truth. And that's, I feel like that's everyone's biggest holdup is, well, what is my truth? Because no one else has, no one's ever like actually questioned that, you know, mm-hmm. how, how do I, how do I, how do I tell my truth? I've never been challenged that way. Cause I've just been told to live in this box and I will get X, Y, Z. But then one day you don't get X, Y, Z, even though you lived in that box. Well, what happened? Imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It all just kind of correlates it all everything just kind of snowballs into each other until till one day you meet this you meet this road of imposter syndrome and you're you don't feel like you're you're worthy or good enough yeah yeah but you've built this you've built this success like you followed all the rules like you've you've made all the money but then what you don't live your truth yeah so who's who's to say like who has the right to say that to you no one no No one one does (laughs) but society loves to do that Absolutely. And this is why I like to look at information as just that, just information that I can put into my own ideas mm-hmm. and create my own, my own roadmap and my own mm-hmm. thing. And, and when you, you start implementing new ideas into your business, if you succeed the very first time you implement them, then kudos to fucking you. That's Congrats. amazing. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that most of the time, you're going to hit a few roadblocks and you're going to have to find an alternative route and all of those mistakes and failures and everything that, you know, we've, we've heard it so many times, Mm -hmm. but that's what paints the picture of your story. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes you very relatable and Mm -hmm. makes you human. It makes you human. Mm -hmm. It makes you who you are. And people like seeing that. Yeah. People love vulnerability and that's why we have the podcast and that's why I love having you on here because it, as someone who does have a lot of stature and has this huge following and has this, this name and this, you know, reputability and like all that stuff at the end of the day, you're still a human. Yeah. So, and it, and I mean, we know we piggyback off each other all day long, Mm -hmm. but I wanted not to use your name, but to use your name for people to understand like you can still have what looks like this beautiful, you know, linear success, but still be a human being, yep. you know, and that the person behind the brand is still an individual, but also still has the same struggles as the rest of us. Just because they have success doesn't make them any different, mm-hmm. you know, because no one knows the, the lines, the lines and the paths that she had to walk because no one's asked. Right. No one's asked you what's your truth, you know? So now you're in this, this beautiful crossroad 
where you get to you get to pick you know and you pick by just doing it yes by just getting started that's our wisdom for the day guys that ended up on like a really thoughtful note <laughs> that was nice um if you guys love this make sure you subscribe to us because i am having her on here once a month whether she likes it or not um but it's called madness with mises and uh i'm her co-host no i'm kidding um guys thanks so much for listening to the fuck you mentality this is morella minnelli she's morella minnelli on all social platforms it's tiktok instagram youtube fuck youtube there's so many things. My website. Her website. Oh my God. Airbnb podcast. Airbnb podcast. Oh my God. There's so many things this woman has. But you know what? The reason Links why are she, in the description. Links are in the description. That's better. Thank you. The reason why she has them is because she just started. She just did yeah, it. Yeah, I just did it one day. Yeah. <laughs> no, but dead ass. She'll call me and be like, hey, so I'm going to start doing this today. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Hey, we're going to start the Rebel Femme podcast. And we're going to do it every week or every, every month. I'm like, yeah. okay, sick. Yeah. So, guys, have a great day. If you're listening to this at night, have a great night. Hope you sleep well. And uh, we'll see you next time.